Beatrice Spills the Beans on Codependency is a codependency recovery, emotional awareness, and exploration podcast. B is a mom, social worker, and recovering codependent, creating a space for like-minded people who have similar experiences to help empower and cheer each other on. Join B on her journey with emotional exploration. Hey friends, this is B. Today is going to be a special episode. I am here with my lovely husband. Hello, I'm Jay. We are going to talk about a little illustration that I came across yesterday. I will post it up on my Instagram at Beatrice underscore spills the beans. We are going to go over our thoughts on this illustration. In just a little summary, this illustration is talking about a mom dealing with their kids and how the mom has a brain that feels like she has to think about every little detail and the difference between men and women and their roles in relationship is basically what it comes down to. And we're going to get started. Jay was kind enough to join me. I'm sure you're a little nervous. Very. Very nervous. Even though we're just talking to a microphone, the idea that it's going out there to the world is a little vulnerable. But I thought that it would be important to have my husband's perspective on this topic. And so today we're going to start off with talking about what the roles are. Actually, you know what? What I was thinking would be fun before we start? What? Is doing a check-in with each other. Okay. Okay. You want to start? Yes. So I'm going to give a background. This morning I was talking to my aunt and I'm going to get into that in the next episode, but I was telling her that my husband and I have learned, I think we learned it from a marriage book that we were doing when we were pregnant with our son. And the book taught us how to have conversations (laughs) with each other and to hear each other and what each other are saying and to acknowledge our feelings instead of thinking about the next response we're going to have. And so I was telling my aunt how we model that when we need to just be heard. And so I was thinking that it might be helpful to share that type of dialogue with you guys to show that there are healthy ways to communicate. And sometimes when you're not used to healthy communication, it takes like literal role playing to hash those things out and learn how to communicate in a healthy way. We're going to do a check-in. We haven't done check-ins in a while because I think we just got used to doing it naturally in our normal conversations, so we don't do an intentional check-in. So this will be interesting. Who's starting? You. Okay. You want to start with a positive one? Um, Is it going to be like for ourselves or for you? Either or. I think it's for each other. You want a positive or like a real one? A real one. Oh, like a real one? Okay. Um, I have been recognizing lately that I think I need a little bit more nurturing um, from people that I have close relationships with. And sometimes for me that's like making breakfast in the morning or going and getting coffee without being asked and just feeling cared for in the way that I care for our family. 
So what I'm hearing is that you're not being nurtured as much as you'd like to be by the people that are close to you. Yes, yes. And I think especially because, I mean, I guess I don't have any control at all with being nurtured um, or, you know, who nurtures me or not. But I guess that I have been putting an expectation without expressing, like, I've been putting that expectation on you without expressing that I have that expectation. I think it's causing a little resentment in me. Okay. I hear you. And I acknowledge that. But I can see how that is. Because you, you, you take care of me, and I know what it feels like to be nurtured, so, and I love it a lot, and I would be sad, and I would miss it if it were gone. Yeah. So I, under, I understand, and sometimes it just has to be one of my better days for, you know, unfortunately... Do you think that has to do with um, not, like, filling your cup, kind of like what we talk about? Like, you're not putting self-care time in so you don't have, like, love, like, that nurturing to give because you're not giving it to yourself kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for hearing me. So, what, now a positive? It doesn't have to be a positive. It's a real one. Positive See, one. my positive one was going to be that I really like... I'll do a... Po- oh, you want me to do a positive one? That's no, okay. No, I'll do... No, I want you to do a real one like I did and then a positive. So I'm going to do a positive real quick. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay, so my positive one is that I like that you've been taking intentional time for us and going to farmer's market with me on our Saturday trips and going on our walk today and seeing the fish. Like, Yosemite, like, I appreciate that you are not fighting me on getting out of the house and doing family stuff because I know that sometimes it's hard for you. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is you're enjoying the time that we're spending together, the yes. intentional time spent together. Yes, I, I do. I think you're a great family man. Let's see, I'll do a a negative one first. It's not negative. It's a real one. <laughs> negative sounds bad. Oh, it's a real one. Yeah, it's a real feeling. Some real feelings here. Okay, sometimes in the middle of conversations, um, you kind of pick your phone up and sort of tune me out, or I don't know, it just makes me feel rejected, I guess, when you do that, because we'll be having a conversation and you pick your phone up or don't finish what you're talking about because you get a text or you get a message on wherever you know you kind of go straight to your phone and forget our conversation it makes me feel rejected I suppose I hear you and what I'm hearing is that when we're having a conversation and we're making a connection I'm not honoring that connection and I'm acting I'm putting the phone as a priority over you and the connection and conversation we're having and that's making you feel rejected. Yeah. I hear that. 
Yeah. I I'm I apologize that I do that. I it's interesting cuz that's a pet peeve with me when you do it or when anyone does it. Like mm-hmm. that's a big trigger for me, so it's interesting that I'm not even make like I'm not self-aware of that and I'll work on being more aware of that. I think that just has to do with your <laughs> addiction to your phone. Yeah. And especially now you're very busy right now. Yeah. So you have a lot going on. And, you know, at times I can understand, but not in the middle of conversations. Yeah. I appreciate that you think that that connection is important enough to bring this up. And that you care enough about us having intentional time together. So, thank you. I love you. Love you. Thank you. Um, Another one? Okay, yeah, another one. Um, I want to say that I'm so proud of you for putting this podcast together it's it's you you're so vulnerable for you and everyone around you and i i think it's gonna be big thank you so much you're so sweet so what i'm hearing is that you're excited about the podcast and you see me being my authentic self and sharing that with people and and that's touching you yeah but I'm also just super proud of you. That's mm. what I'm Thank you. trying to say. Thank you. You're saying you're super proud of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Now that I'm crying here. Um, so that is how we have learned to have intentional conversations and to talk about our feelings. And I think, it, I think it's okay to share that um, we both come from families that don't really uh, we weren't really taught how to talk about emotions and so it is no joke something we had to learn from a workbook that we worked on together because it was a skill set that we didn't have coming into this relationship but we realized that connection and communication is really important in creating and cultivating a vulnerable and loving relationship with each other. that I was discussing earlier that it will be up on my Instagram so you can check that out. We're going to just talk about relationships and what did you think about that illustration? Well, it's basically saying that a woman I don't know if it's saying that she needs to do everything but she does everything. Like, no matter what comes her way, it's kind of that's what's going to happen. She's going to do everything in her power to do what she needs to do in order to succeed. And in the illustration, it was her just basically having guests over, taking care of her kids and making the guests dinner and trying to have everyone be comfortable and everyone's comfortable but her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the, the dinner uh, the pot overflowed, and that's basically saying she's not, like, her cup is too full. Like, she needs to spread that around. And then it goes on to say about asking for help. You know, it's hard for someone to ask for help. When they're underwater, kind of? Yeah, basically. Like, instead of, I mean, I think it was showing, like, the woman was 
had her hands too full and the husband comes up and was like, why didn't you just ask for help? And it's like, that's not helpful when you're in a situation where you're yeah. ruining dinner and you have guests over. We just need someone that comes in and takes action because our brains work that way. As women, we are constantly thinking about a million different things and we're trying to make sure the needs of everything, the fish, the dog, the kid, yeah. the kitchen, the garden, everything is, is taken care of. I think I get that from being the oldest child in my family. I think that's where my sense of responsibility comes from. Mm -hmm. So do you think you have more responsibility than this illustration showed? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like for me it wasn't like... It's spot on as to how, like, society tells you how a relationship goes. And what a woman and man's role is. Right. Okay. That's it is basically how society tells you. But it's up to you to figure out, like, oh, well, I do a lot more than that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Going into our marriage, what did you, or maybe even into our relationship, what did you think, like, what's expected of a husband? So what I believe a, a husband's role in a relationship is basically to provide security. You know, society will tell you that's that's a man's role, security and making sure your family is safe and um, financially stable, support for your wife and kids. And society will tell you most part how I feel is that the man isn't responsible for your your wife's emotional support, but that's definitely not true, and definitely not my opinion. You know, a lot of definitely 90s, 80s TV shows, maybe even 2000s TV shows will, will portray that and depict that, like, over and over in an everyday episode, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not the way I see it. So why did, what I made you... 50-50. So what, where did you learn that? That Like, what makes you think it should be 50-50? Did you have that as an example, or...? Well, no, I didn't have an example of that. I, you know, honestly, I probably learned it from TV. Maybe they portray it in that bad way, but by the end of the episode, it's kind of flipped. So I think maybe that's where I learned it. What was your favorite TV show couple growing up? I don't know. I watched a lot of Family Matters and uh, Step by Step. Oh, yeah, yeah. I liked, yeah. I feel like those were pretty, I mean, wasn't step, Wasn't he a therapist in Step by Step? Um, Was that him? The that? mom, maybe? No, the dad. What show is that? Where the dad is has his therapy office Patrick downstairs? Duffy from Step by Step? Maybe, but I don't know if that's who I'm... Is it, was he a therapist, or was he a construction worker? It might have been a construction worker. Okay, there's a show, though. Family, no. There's another show. It's a white family show. Basic white family show. Uh, coach. <laughs> that is way too old for me. I don't remember Coach, at least. I shouldn't I like say it's show. too old for me. Yeah, I like Parenthood. I, you haven't watched yeah, that yet, huh? I didn't really. How about This Is Us? That. Yeah, I like that show. Who are you in This Is Us? Um, what's his name? Randall. Yeah, Randall. Definitely Randall. Yeah.
what do you think a woman's role is in the relationship? So what I think a woman's role is 50-50, you know, if I'm working, she's working. If we didn't have kids, I mean, that's all we would do, probably. We both go, went into this thinking 50-50. I'm not taking that from you. But, like, I think it should be 50-50, but I think you should take the trash out. Yeah. So that's 50-50, but I still have some things that are, like, I don't feel like that's my job. So, like, coming into this... Do you think there's things that you felt like were not your job that you've worked towards feeling like it is your job to make it 50-50? Like it was a struggle to feel like it was your job? Oh, yeah. Probably like dusting. Like, I don't do that. You're so good at dusting. I don't understand. <laughs> I never think about dusting the fans. Yeah. They get dirty. <laughs> and then you Someone has to dust them. Wash the windows every once in a while. And What about grocery shopping? Yeah, I could see that as me wanting you to be that. And what else? But Cooking? That, yes. I can cook sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like that. Like, none of my other relationships ever cooked for me. They probably didn't know how to cook for themselves. Probably. No, I'm just kidding. I mean. I'm sorry. I'm, that was just my jealousy. I'm sorry. Not that yeah. I, yes. <laughs> okay, so I I guess what I'm asking is, is even though you know going in that it should be 50-50, what are things that you wanted in a female that you think society portrays females of having that like you have kind of fantasized about? I think we can't help as like I started this out talking about I want to be nurtured and you know sometimes nurturing for some people looks like being financially supported. That's not my thing. My thing is, like, emotional support. Like, I want to be yeah. nurtured in that way. But I could understand why some women go into a relationship wanting that financial support or some type of security. i rather have emotional security. But I just, I guess what I'm asking is where do, where where is your, like, where has society played a role in, like, what you were hoping how, for? How I see having a wife to be. Yeah, like what you really so, wanted, even uh, though you knew it was just a gender role that society was feeding you. So it it would be, you know, I'd love a wife that would greet me at the door with a, you know, a, a kiss, maybe a hello. We're talking leave it to beaver. Yeah, we are going back. For real, like have, <laughs> have dinner ready or at least a plan for dinner, which you do, and I love it because mm -hmm. I'm not the best, but to have dinner and you are the best you're not the best at planning dinner yeah i think that's important to talk about because it, but it is nice to come home to a clean house mm -hmm. but we have our little system so I what's our system i don't expect it we clean 10 minutes a day at least on work days is 10 minutes and then on our days off we clean for 20 minutes and it, it works for us we have a small place Mm -hmm. Two bedroom. We're sitting in a closet right now. Yep. The studio. <laughs> With a sheet. Some new lights that my bestie got me. Your old best roommate. My old best well, yeah. She's my you're not my roommate, you're my husband. She's still my best, best roommate. roommate. She she's my breast best roommate she's, with she's benefits. She's my best roommate and you're my breast roommate. Breast roommate with benefits. You're my best roommate with benefits. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, yeah. okay. We're agreeing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So I do think that even though I say I don't need financial security, I do want someone who is autonomous with themselves and can at least be contributing. But I don't go for like that financial security to the point where like I don't want to be a stay at home mom because I as much as I love my son, I have career goals. So I appreciate that I'm able to have that career. But I think that there is like a financial component that I didn't realize like the expectation because that is what society says. Society tells me that my man's supposed to take care of me and, and I can stay home if I wanted to. And so I think I put that expectation on you a little bit and that's not really fair. Also like the expectation to take the trash out. Like I almost. Right. I, I've had that expectation my whole life though. Growing up, I, I had my two brothers, but for the most part it was all women. Mm -hmm. I got my aunts, my mom, my cousins. I'm not going to lie. When I met you and I would see your mom. I have a lot of boy cousins too, but. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're probably expected to take the trash out too. I think you have like pretty, there's pretty high expectations for you. I did notice in the beginning of our relationship that your mom would have you unload the car or like if anything was heavy, yeah, she'd call the boys. always. And in my family, it was the opposite. My mom and I was doing everything, and my brothers were the kings. Like, they would help out, but they weren't. It was a fight. It's so strange to me. Yeah. Like, how three boys are going to let their little sister and poor mom (laughs) get all the groceries (laughs) to feed this army of people. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, when I met you, I was like, oh, like, I can do that. Even yesterday, we went to Farmer's Market. I unloaded and I was like, can you put the wagon? Like in my growing up, there was no me asking someone else to put the wagon in the back of the car for me. Yeah. Like, but I have learned that your mom asked for it. So I'm like, I can ask for that. And I, I actually love that about you. But I think that kind of like you love me cooking and planning meals, just because it's something I love doesn't mean it should be expected. Yeah. So if you were like, oh, I'm not really feeling like carrying all the groceries in and meeting you outside today. Do I really have a right to throw a fit about it? You you know? Like, yeah. for real. Like, I think it's good to talk expectations and what we come in with that we didn't even really recognize that we came into this relationship with. Because I get resentful when you expect things of me, and I don't really think you get resentful when I expect things from you, but, like, you just think it's normal, so. Yeah. <laughs> I just... So I guess it causes issues on my end. You just expect communication, and that's that's fine. What do you mean I expect communication? Like, if I don't want to take the trash out, you expect me to tell you. You'd never do that, though. Not, you would I know. never I, do that. That was just an example. Like, I know. Like, well, oh, let's I talk about that. Why don't, don't you tell me? I don't want to grab all the groceries today. I'm tired. How come you don't do that? Huh? How come because... you... It's not a. It's not an option, huh? No. Why? <laughs> Probably be a bigger issue of me saying something. Do you think that when I you tell me that whether, you're not feeling up to something? Whether I wanted to or not, you know, like, it would cause issues. With us. You think that if you told me you didn't want to, but how come that's I the mean, case? Not, not that it would, but it, with that possibility, it's like I'd rather just not. Do you have experiences of saying you didn't want to do something and, and not having a good outcome? Yeah, like, probably all the time. Like, I don't want to. Like, I'm busy. Well... 
you need to do it anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, F that. I don't really want to. <laughs> but I How come you I don't do to. that with me? I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't fight back. Like, oh, I don't. But I do. I tell you when I don't want to make dinner. Yeah. And you respect that. So how come you can't say, oh. I'll tell you. I guess you do ask me, like, can you pull the trash in? Or you have asked me to do that kind of stuff, I guess. And I'll take the trash out if I have to. But I'll wait, too. Like, I'm like, trash isn't out yet. (laughs) And that's the thing is I'm like, instead of the trash isn't out yet, like, I need to recognize, oh, like, I'm just lucky that you take the trash out. Like, not everybody has, not everybody's down for a 10-minute cleaning system a day. And I think I'm, I know you say you like me checking in, but I really think I'm enjoying not asking you all the time, like, how many minutes you have cleaning because you're a responsible husband and you can do your 10 minutes. I don't have to be on top of if you've done your 10 minutes kind of thing, you know? And what is that teaching our son if I'm, like, constantly on you about cleaning? Like, that's exactly what the illustration is. The illustration we were talking about in the beginning is that mom always has to coordinate everything and be the family planner so she has to dictate all the jobs and then make sure all the jobs get done. And, and the dad's like, yep, I'll do that. Yeah. I can do that. You yeah. Know? But You're you, just, yeah, which I don't I'm like that. A, a minion. Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Did this illustration come off kind of offensive in the male perspective? Yeah, it did. Oh, but really? They did point it out, like, in the end, like, they said something about that. You can find it. Can I admit that I didn't get that far? <laughs> Are you serious? That's crazy because going into this, I didn't even think about how this could be offensive on your end. So, can you explain how it was offensive before you read the end to us? Oh, uh, they were talking about the nanny. I'm like, who has a nanny? <laughs> I don't even know if I got that far. <laughs> Oh, the nanny's phone number. A lot of people have nannies. Like, people people who... People... Like, a nanny is just, like, daycare at home. It actually could be, well, like, from cheaper. my perspective, this is exactly what I was thinking. Um, it says, of course, there's nothing forcing us to do all this. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, there's nothing forcing you to plan everything for the family or whatever, you know. Okay, but do you remember that episode of Bluey, the but, cartoon, but it, with bringing the, the pool? Okay. But the problem is that when they stop, the whole family suffers. So. Yeah, so don't you think society expects it? Yeah, society It's kind of like the whole Black Lives Matter thing. You know, it's like saying, it, it's saying the whole privilege, you know, it's believing if the privilege is there or not. Like, do you believe that the society norms for men and women are, are real? Don't you think? I Like, personally, I believe it is real. I believe that it puts a lot of pressure on us. And I thought this illustration was expressing how, like, the type of pressure. I To me, I thought it was a good representation of the type of pressure that we feel on our plates. Like, I feel like they're, like, when we plan trips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like trips. Like, what? I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to think about what I'm going to say. I think that I have to remember more details and stuff. And, like, when we're there, you know, we like our last trip to Yosemite, we made it fair, and I made dinners 
Is that how it went? I made dinners and you made breakfast? Yeah. Like, and we talked about that beforehand because we communicate that because I knew I didn't want to do all the cooking for camping. But I feel... And, and you knew I didn't want to do any, so you had to communicate it. And so I wouldn't be caught off guard about it. Yes, which, that's true. That's is, true. Was it helpful? Yeah, it was very helpful. Thank you. Thank you. When we go places, do you pack our son's bag? Occasionally, yes. But that's probably because you're busy doing 10 other things. Because I ask you to, or is it because I ask you to pack his bag? Um, could be either or. Like, today you didn't ask me to pack his bag, and I did on our little walk. I noticed it was on your back. I noticed it was on your back, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't even have to, like, illust- like ask for that. So... Maybe I'm not giving you the chance. Sometimes. Definitely don't always give me a chance to shine, so to speak. Okay, okay. So you think that part of this pressure from this illustration is me, the pressure I put on myself, and it's not really expected? Yeah. But you also think that you have some subconscious expectations that you weren't, like, admitting to a little? Yeah. That's okay. true, too. Okay. That's the society put those ones on me. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm 35 now, so it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of subconscious influences. That's the interesting thing is you grew up in a matriarchal. Would you agree you grew up in a matriarchal family? And I grew up in a patriarchal, meaning that, like you said, it's all women that yes. ran the show. And in my life, it was all the men ran the show. Yes. What they said went, and we were just there to... That's where my codependency comes in. They, we were just there to make them meals. And, and you know, I do, do, I make your lunch. Like, I deliver your lunch. And that's a choice on my part to deliver it because I don't like making it the night before. Yeah, Partly, I don't like, that. I don't like soggy sandwiches either. Like, I don't want to give you soggy sandwiches. I don't mind them. Like, do you like <laughs> them better? I wouldn't say better, but I'd eat it. Okay. Do you think there's a benefit to me bringing your lunch? Uh, yeah, I get to see you and our son. Okay, that's true. That's true. I think that I have these views. I came from this family where I feel expected to do these things. You're not even putting that pressure on me. So how is it for you when I get resentful? Because that's part of my codependency is to the need to be needed and then getting resentful about it. Like, how do you handle the resentfulness that comes from the pressures I sometimes put on myself and you might put on me like when you're hungry and I'm not cooking dinner? And and you've worked on that a lot. But, you know, I do think that there's been times that you are expecting me to make dinner instead of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so sometimes it is you, but putting the pressure on, but also I put the pressure on myself. But how do you handle my my outbursts of feeling resentful in situations? Yeah, those are, those are hard to deal with. They're little fits that you... What does a fit eat. look like? It's either you're, you're mad, upset, sad, like... How do you know um, that I'm in a fit? Almost to a point of, like, manipulation. You're not getting your way, so... I am the baby. Now you're doing this so that I will either change my mind or give you your way. Yeah. And It's my most it's attractive hard. quality. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to deal with, but I deal with it the best I can, and 
try not to give in 100% of the time, and I guess it just depends on the situation, whether I give in or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, do you ever feel that I have a right to be upset and I'm just not handling it well? Yeah, a lot of times. Okay, so if I'm feeling resentful and I'm feeling the pressures on me, what would be a good way to express that to you so that it didn't feel like I was punishing you or throwing a temper tantrum because I never heard the word no until I was 25. For real, I never heard the word no. Actually, I was, I heard the word no from, from my husband a lot, but not from, not from, Your not family. from my family. No, never heard no. I, I would hear no, but I knew how to make it into a yes. Yeah. And then once I learned that manipulation isn't a positive trait, I really worked on that because me... I like to manipulate situations to get the outcome I want, and I would justify it by thinking it was for the better good. You know, not for selfish reasons, but for... I mean, it is selfish, but to me it was like, I'm doing this. It's better this. for everyone. Yes, if like, the, this is world peace way. if it goes bee's way. <laughs> yeah. This is bee's world, don't you know? You just live in it. But that's my ego, and I learned that. I grew, I'm, I'm growing... But I, so I think you're, you're saying it, sometimes I do have a justified cause, but the way I go about it isn't the healthiest. So I think I interrupted you, but what do you think is, I apologize for that. What do you think is the best way to go about bringing up those resentments without being offensive to you or throwing a fit? Well, I think that's up to you. <laughs> How you want to come, come to me about it. I appreciate that. I guess what I'm asking is, is you notice that it's an unhealthy way of communicating. So do you think that you know a healthier way to communicate that? Probably the way we started this episode, huh? Yep. Just coming to you and saying, like, we need to do a check-in. Yeah. Okay. So I have the tools, and I'm still not using it. <laughs> yeah. This is just an example of why I'm doing the show, <laughs> is because I'm even learning from this experience. Did you? What did you think about this? experience it was interesting <laughs> was it as uncomfortable as you thought it was going to be yep oh really are you still <laughs> uncomfortable i am oh i'm so sorry okay well thank you for coming into our closet and talking with me you're welcome i love you i love you too so if you enjoyed this episode what i'd really love for you to do is share it with a friend who you think would get some value out of it and remember awareness sparks growth my friend Thank you for hanging out with me, B. While I'm finding out how to be me, I hope I empower you to be you.